Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, everyone? Good. Uh, I came it's back. It's going. I came back from a vacation uh, last week, a day too late, because flights sometimes don't happen. That's the end of that story. <laughs> they just tell you to come back tomorrow and you'll get the fly. I see. I didn't know that was what went down. Yeah. Oh, God. It was, uh, sometimes they don't happen and then they give you a hotel room to stay at and some food vouchers and just send you on your way. So, I mean, I guess at least we got a hotel room. Yeah. But, uh, that's a thing. Found that out. The hard way. Yeah. So don't fly United airlines no not you not american yeah i mean let's be honest this will happen with any airline at some point yeah but american is in the news right now for not to turn this into news corner but like they've canceled like uh too many they're they're getting attention for it especially in july mm. they've like an, in advance canceled air flights it's crazy odd um but we're not here to talk about airplanes uh we're here to talk about video games um as much as i did uh seth and i saw a movie in 4dx this past weekend and it made me wish that i could play video games in 4dx which would be really distracting extremely no that would uh imagine playing tetris but and every time you move the, the the seats move in that direction oh man yeah. and when you it's slam it when you slam it down oh that would be kind of cool. Mm. Uh, there, I will say there was a, a vague uh, thing of 4DX I did see this past weekend. Marianne and I, while kind of killing time before we met everyone, uh, went to Andretti's, which is a like go-kart Dave & Buster's. Mm. Um, they have this speedway simulator where it simulates playing F1 or like being an F1 driver cool. and the car, like there's hydraulics attached to the seat. So it like moves according to what curvature of the track you're on and stuff. So maybe that would be close, but we didn't have time to do that. Um, I'll, I, I do plan to do it soon though. So I want to go experience that for sure. It looked really cool and I want to do it. So I'm going to do it. Um, but let's, let's talk about, video games uh i've been playing mario golf which i don't want to talk about yet because i want to beat it first um and but we all played final fantasy 7 remake intergrade intermission intermission <laughs> yes yeah yes uh, uh i guess uh, before that i i did play through most of the first chapter of Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, in the 60 frames per second. And uh, holy moly, that game is... Beautiful. It's perfect. It's it's nearly perfect. <laughs> All the movement, the combat is so smooth and beautiful. Mm. And the, the intermission chapter uh, only exacerbated all of my positive feelings. Um. So what did you guys think about this uh, little chapter of DLC? I mean, it's not little. It was about five hours for me, I think. 
think it was around there for me too. I liked it a lot. It, I, I also like small little experiences like this. I wish we could get them more in games. So I'm glad that at least one of like a game of this caliber is one that is able to get a little more fleshed out like this. For sure. You know? Yeah, it was good. Like just on the one hand, it was really nice to return to Midgar um, in, in all of its uh, beauty and uh, horrificness. Um, and it was cool to see it through the eyes of a, a different character and um, the different ways that you could interact with stuff. It was, it was, it was just a joy to play through. Um, Yuffie was, um, she's a lot. She's a very large personality, but it like she's the almost the polar opposite of what Cloud was in remake. Yeah. yeah. Um, who was just kind of this like self serious, um, doesn't really care about anything, and and Yuffie's just super super bright and bubbly and optimistic and passionate and, and so it was like cool to <laughs> just like to see the way that she interacted like with events that you like you saw you you know of the one side of the event based on what was happening there and you come and and see a whole other side of it um sort of like y- there isn't a whole lot of um overlap and like story wise i mean there it there is story wise they are they are both in the places at at the same times but i mean like the the things that are happening to them don't really interact with each other all that much but you do kind of hear about stuff that ha- that happens in the main game through conversations with npcs and stuff and so that was cool um yeah it was a lot of fun the the bosses were fun to fight against um the way that they changed the experience into like more of a first an, a one person kind of character action game um i mean i guess the original was some more of that but i think it was like it, it leaned more into the into the action role playing stuff just based on there being multiple characters that you need to switch through um yeah when in gonna... this game you're only playing as you, you're only playing as Yuffie and um, the when you get Sonon, who's the other character, his his whole like basis of attacking as a character is to kind of play off of Yuffie and and make her attack stronger. So it was interesting to see the way that they um, changed the 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 battle. The battles they feel mostly the same, but they're also different because you're not juggling as much, um, and the fights are like less. I think the fights are less complex. Um, and so it kind of just allows you to to have to experience the the f- more flair that Yuffie provides. Yeah. Which he does provide in in droves. Yeah. I also loved how she is a ninja after all. Yes. Uh, I love that this um this DLC did a lot of heavy lifting when it came to Yuffie uh in giving her urgency and a character cuz in the original Final Fantasy 7 she's given some not anywhere near as much as we got in this yeah and what we will probably get from the future um with her yeah i mean in the in the original game she was an optional character right and all of her story was kind of like you could tell there was an idea there for her to be involved in it um but it was i guess they just ran out of time like let's put what we have and and have it off to the side (laughs) here put it all um and yeah there's clearly a plan for her to be a lot more involved yeah. directly into the interactions of the story yep 
Um, I, I, I want to, I don't want to push back too much against what you said, but the, I did find some of the, at least when it came to bosses complex, especially the, the, the last boss, uh, (laughs) um, because I felt like that was this weird ramp up in difficulty that had not been there the rest of the game. Yeah. (laughs) And that was like a real, all right, we hope you've experimented enough with the way combat works because this is really going to test if you've been paying attention to how Sonon and Yuffie's combat kind of feeds into each other. Mm. Um, How many times did you die to the final boss, Seth? Uh, I don't know that I did. Uh, What? Of course. No, this is... Of course. This is how it goes. I... (laughs) I die like four times against a boss, yeah. and Seth has no issue with it. I think, and so it just makes me sound like I'm bad at video games. Uh, well, which I'm, is fine. I'm a bit like, to make you sound a little better. I think I was upwards to like seven or eight times against him. Wow. I just could not. It, it, like, I got the first phase down really easily, but then the second and third, I could not find out. Like, I could not read him as well. There was a lot of stuff going on on the screen during that fight. Yeah. Um. But also, okay, this is super weird. I don't actually remember anything about that final fight. Like, I don't even remember there being phases, just because I, it feels like it was over really quickly to me. Because <laughs> you didn't die. I'm just probably like a over five here. Experience I'm over you. here blinking into the air. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's like four distinct phases to the fight set. That's, uh, huh. I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, I mean, it's. I don't feel I went in under leveled because I did everything. No. Yeah. Um, I did all no, of the fort. What was it called? Fort, fort Condor. Fort Condor. I did all the Fort Condor stuff, which is just Clash Royale in the Final Fantasy universe. And I'm okay with that because I like Clash Royale. Uh, it's a bad game, but it's fun to play occasionally. Uh, and I I think that the the Fort Condor stuff was genuinely charming because you got to play against all these characters that you already knew, yeah. uh, like Roche. It was very fun. And yes, uh, playing against Roche was like, why is this guy here? Yeah, and he's just like he's talking about cloud. cloud the whole time. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's looking for Cloud. He can't stop talking about him. Um, and then he plays you in this game because he brings this board along with him he's, anywhere, everywhere he goes. Apparently, he is enamored with Cloud, and I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> He's obsessed. Yeah, that was fun. And then uh, when he when he got to play against Jesse, oh, yeah, was so sad that and was happy. Cool. And she was like, clearly like, all right, I'll do this, but you got to stop annoying me. <laughs> I really missed out on not doing the Fort Condor stuff. Yeah, yeah. You didn't do any of it. I did the tutorial. Oh my gosh, you... I'm not a fan of the. I, I, it's very hard for me to like any mini game because I would rather just be playing the main game. You know. It's it's yeah. hard for, for me to sidetrack myself what? like that. I know. Did you not play like Blitzball? I never played ten. Oh my god! We only ever owned ten two, and it was my sister's copy. Ten two is so good. But uh, what about Triple Triad? Uh, well, <laughs> you're missing on so many good Final <laughs> Fantasy mini games. Triple Triad is good. It's the reason eight is playable die uh, but that's no that's <laughs> what there are many reasons eight is i played a solid like triple half. triad is one of the myriad i think i played the first two discs of eight i hated triple triad i could not understand it but also Man. i was like 10 
I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I feel, I completely feel that. I remember playing 8 as a kid and be like, this game seems cool to me, but I just don't get how it works, yeah. and I keep losing. Um, but when I replayed it, I was like, okay, I have a better grasp of these rules and just strategy in general, and my brain is more developed, so I I can win these games. Um, I, I want to, to bring up... Um I found that everything in this was fascinating um, and getting to see, Ooh, my favorite, my favorite Fort Condor fight was getting to fight against the people. Everyone thought we, was going to become Yuffie was. Yeah. The, that, I thought yeah. that was funny too. Yeah. The, the, the girl who showed up in like that one scene near the end of remake. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Hmm, this is clearly someone. Yeah. And, and it, maybe it's Yuffie. But yeah. And it's but not it was just some random girl. Who I think is from a novel or something. Uh, but yeah, I've, I really enjoyed everything. It was a five-hour experience. Um, I desperately want to talk to my friends now. I think we've had like... This has been out for over th- two weeks now. So I think, yeah, we, few weeks. I think we can talk about spoilers. I think it's safe. Yeah. Uh, if not, then fast forward maybe fifteen to twenty minutes because that might be how long it takes. <laughs> I don't know, uh, yeah. but honestly, the the game itself there isn't a whole lot of spoilers right. that happen because yeah. like everything everything happens at the same time as as the main game, and so no, you're not really you're only kind of missing out of on sort of lore avalanche lore, which I thought was really cool how they brought up the fact that. Um, like when and the first Final Fantasy VII, all we knew of Avalanche was Barrett and Tifa and that party blowing up the reactors. Um, and then in the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, it, this it was revealed that Avalanche is like a greater organization that Barrett's group was kind of a splinter off of because yeah, um, they wanted to actually do things. Um, and. It was so weird, like, knowing the stories, like, okay, Yuffie's going to go meet with Avalanche to help them, and so, like, well, that doesn't make sense, because she was never there, Uh, and it turns out she's meeting with the greater Avalanche as a whole, Um, and then during the course of the story, and through uh, conversations with Sonon, she kind of comes to think, hmm, maybe those other guys are actually the ones who are doing stuff, Mm -hmm. not these people who seem nice, but don't really appear to be taking any action yeah uh i thought that was very interesting and um i did i did like some of that yeah and even even the more absurd stuff like the characters that they have that they brought over from dirge of cerberus like that stuff was revealed in trailers so even that is like as completely mind twisting mind bottling as it is it's like yeah, well, I kind of knew that was gonna. Ha- I I knew I did didn't kind of know I didn't know that was going to happen, um, but there is something that happens at the very end, after the credits, which is just like, I, I don't I don't even know what to think of it. I cried. I, I was so beside myself that I thought this was over, and then like there was like ten minutes of cutscene. <laughs> yes. Of going back to the original party, 
with yes i that so i didn't cry at the thing for us that you're talking i about, cried at but both. when when they came back to the like the four party well i guess it's five yeah, yeah cloud because of red Barrett, tifa air and and red um walking away from midgar out in the desert i was like oh my heart yes yeah, yeah. my friends they're back it was so nice to see them it like really struck an emotional chord yeah, with yeah. me and like the music yeah. hitting when when it's uh and they're walking and they're you know they just have the casual conversation their dynamics are the, the, so the, good the dynamic is so good and the writing is obviously so tight and good yeah. um and, and Aerith is still super charming yes and i just love her so much um and they're going to god i forgot the name of it calm calm yes calm yes they they got i them. i appreciated that they gave us an in-game story reason why we won't have to walk through the overworld uh to get to calm yeah. before the next game starts yeah 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 that was interesting just walking and they uh hitch a ride on the back of a chocobo truck chocobo bill and it was a uh, chocobo bill in fact um this this was after I will say this was after there's the a small cutscene of Yuffie pointing to the sky saying I'll find you Avalanche and we'll help do we'll do this together and she kind of lays back on her chocobo and points to the sky in a very weird anime cute, way. endearing <laughs> anime way yes there's a lot of this DLC that's very anime yeah uh, which I was all oh, about yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and while the other characters seem. Like, they're definitely over the top, but they also seem like people. Yeah. Uh, Yuffie def- is just an anime character. Yes. Are Which you saying is great. Yuffie like, is she's, not a she's... person? No. Yes. I'm saying <laughs> she is... <laughs> she is a... Uh, I don't know. She's a a Wu-Tian? <laughs> she can eat those really hard beans. That, okay, I love that. <laughs> and it's a running gag throughout the whole DLC that they're like these really hard beans or nuts or whatever um, from Wu Tai. And Yuffie keeps the offering the chow. The chow beans. Yes. And she keeps offering them to people. And everyone, with the exception of one person, just every time, the first time that you see characters bite into it, the screen goes like all negative <laughs> and they like freeze. And it's, it's a really funny charming gag that i really enjoy but it also becomes a really good character moment in between uh with yuffie and sonan later uh later on in the dlc and yep <laughs> unfortunately he dies yeah so that sucked oh, yeah that was heartbreaking i mean you kind of knew it had to happen i mean he looks a lot like uh, zach so i mean we're gonna see to him die. again he was carried away so we're gonna see That's him. That's true. He was just stabbed through the chest. I bet they they, they take him into deep. They ground carried him away to deep ground, and you're gonna have to fight him with Yuffie in your party, and it's gonna be sad. That's gonna be. Oh, what if he's all? What if one of the Sviets that he just becomes that? Hmm. I don't remember who they all are. Um. But that was that would be crazy. So we get we get them going to calm, and then. We get the next cutscene of Zach uh, doing this little monologue of like what he's going to say to Aerith since he's come back, and he's at yes, wa- he's standing outside the church. Yes, outside the, the church, um, preparing to talk to Aerith, to go in and say something to Aerith. And, and he opens the door and he sees a lot of wounded, crying people, 
and uh, we don't see what he sees besides that. And he says Aerith, but we don't know if she's actually there, what timeline this is still. Uh, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I was on a lot I'll of tell pain. You I'll tell my, you that. My reading of this. So when we first at the end of remake, when we saw the cutscene of Zach walking toward Midgar, wasn't he carrying Cloud too? Yes. He was. Okay. So. You are not imagining that. That is what was happening. Yeah, yeah. I was. It was just weird because he wasn't there. Um. So I, w- I, I wonder if there's like, uh, if they're going to retcon that. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, but so because he was like walking with Cloud, um, the same presumably the same place that the party was walking away. Um, like it was like, okay, is this in the past? Is it a different timeline? Um, my reading of this, he opens the door of the church and all those people are there. Is that? These are survivors from the dropping of the plate on yeah. Sector 7. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, okay, that just happened in this timeline. Yeah. Is So Zach is just here, maybe. But that would also mean there's two clouds, question mark? Yeah. I it, mean, we know there's two Sephiroths, well, we think. Man, so that's one thing that I... I still maintain that, like, the two people that know what's going on here are Aerith and Sephiroth. Yeah. And they know. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's it's their world and we're living in it, baby. <laughs> That's the... Uh, how... <laughs> Once again, I feel like we have to ask ourselves this question as we look to the future of what's going to be coming out. How much of this do you understand if you are just Joe Schmo picking up Final Fantasy VII? Inter- like, what they, does this mean to someone well, who none doesn't of it. know the original Final Fantasy VII story and all the extra stuff? Like, what is it? What is it like to have no attachment here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but see, I don't think it like matters all that much to them. Like, it's it's a it's this crazy stuff for us. But presumably the game in the future will explain itself in some kind of way, whether or not that makes sense. It will have an explanation of why these things are happening. It will have um, playable Crisis Core sections. And so it oh, probably, maybe. like, you won't necessarily need that outside information from those other games because you'll get the parts that you need within the core story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to that, to, to that, it probably doesn't mean anything to them. Like playing if they if they were playing through this like running into Weiss and uh, Nero they're like ooh these guys are cool looking uh, and they look like bad guys I'm sure I'll have to fight them um, but it's just like for a person playing Final Fantasy VII the first time the first time you see Sephiroth they're like ooh he's menacing um, I'm sure I'll see him again like you don't have any of that knowledge on him uh, so it doesn't really matter because you end up learning that stuff yeah um, yeah. But it is very fun for theory crafting. Yes, um, of course. That's that's what Nomura and them are good at with the leading of this series. Is yeah, giving us yeah, fuel and, for and theory and the stuff crafting. with Zach, like the stuff with Zach, it was probably confusing for those p- 
people at the end of Remake. But it was confusing for us because there was another cloud. And so it's like, well, what's happening? Yeah. And so then, in this one, you're like, you learn, those people have learned more about Zack. like, oh, well, he knew Aerith, um, who, we, who we now know is gone. Um, so I don't know, like, I think there is stuff to be gained by having that knowledge of the compilation. Um, but I think in the end it won't really matter because the stuff that we need to know will be in the game. So, so I guess my next question is while we're, while we're still a little bit theory crafting is, is the next intermission chapter called chapter inter all caps, lowercase mission opposite of lowercase inter all caps mission. Probably. And no. Is it focus on Vincent? Ooh. Valentine. I mean, you have you have to assume that they're going to do one based around Vincent, but he would be like he wouldn't even be the next one. Yeah. Um like I would imagine we would even get a story about Sid before that. Like, yeah. Ooh. I he would always make forget more sense to have his own kind of backstory. I always and forget he, and Sid he's a character who is like seven. Yeah, and he's, like, involved in the story. Yeah. Yeah, he is in. So, I think you'd have to imagine down the line that they will will give um, Vincent Valentine his due. Uh, because he is arguably, like, his backstory and the way he's connected to Sephiroth is some of the more weird and interesting stuff. Um. And that's stuff that's in Final Fantasy VII. Like it's just stuff that you read. Um, but yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see his days working for um, working for the the Turks. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Honestly, we could get a side chapter about freaking Rufus before that, mm. and that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I, I really think that a sid is the best sid fanvazi 7 sid is the best of all the sids that's in yeah i'm partial of, to him as well yeah <laughs> but uh although i also do like uh judge sid from final fantasy tactics advance mm, fair who's all who also is kind of a uh he's not great because he's kind of a drunk and an absentee father but he's got a cool design <laughs> Honestly, that's all that matters in this stuff. <laughs> I kind of also like the Sid from Final Fantasy X, of course, uh, because he's Riku's dad, and he's kind of crazy. But uh, he's also an airship pilot type guy. Uh, but yeah, this Sid is the best Sid. And hopefully my, we might get to meet him in the next game possible Mm. i don't know it's hard to tell like it's it's really hard to gauge the way the story is going to move because of how much it expands once you leave midgar in the original game right like it's at at some point you can kind of just go anywhere um in the world that you have access to and so it's like how are they gonna structure this like how far away is him meeting sid and whatever that city was where they go to space i don't know uh man i i love this game 
I love being able to talk about insanity with you guys and trying to figure out uh, the unfigureoutable. Yeah, like, uh, we keep asking where do we go from here, but we won't know until we until know. Until we go there. Yeah, yeah, until we go there. Like, uh, I want you guys to tell me about another mystery you guys tried to unravel uh, <laughs> that I did not bother with um, and that you guys played... Uh, uh, gangster in Paradise. It's called Stranger of Paradise. Stranger Final of Paradise. Fantasy Origin. Gangsters of Paradise. Yeah, Final uh, <laughs> Fantasy Origin. Honestly, that is a better name, <laughs> and maybe one more fitting considering these characters. Although none of them, none of them really give off a gangster vibe. They probably want to be, but <laughs> not Chad. The what is that? The, it says this is Chad. Jack. 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 Chad. Jack. Chad Jack. Uh, Versus the Virgin Chaos question mark. <laughs> um, so tell me about this this demo y'all played of Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. This is Strangers. This is the one Stranger. Stranger, stranger okay. of Paradise. Who um, is the stranger? Yes. One would have to imagine it's Jack or the player character who we know is going to be isekai'd into the world of Final Fantasy. That is my theory, and I am sticking with it until Wait, proven otherwise. You're you're not you're thinking you don't play as Jack in the main game. I'm saying that Jack is a representation okay. of you playing okay. the game. Gotcha, gotcha. Or at least people in the real world playing Final Fantasy One. Okay, all right. That's okay. I understand. Continue. Um. Forrest, why don't you use what? What did you think about this? Uh, I I really like the like the gameplay, the combat. Uh, I didn't play Neo, but this is from the same team, from what I'm aware of, at least the same developer or studio. Yes. Um, but I <laughs> yes, big time yes. developer, Team Ninja, <laughs> Team Ninja, the, as you know. Yeah, as I know. <laughs> um, I like the gameplay a lot. I think there's a lot of variation between the three classes that the demo gives to you uh the player there's uh like a like a sword fighter class so you get a great sword with that um next is like a mage sort of thing which the casting system is a little weird but peculiar yeah it's peculiar but i don't think it's bad um i kind of like the way that they went about implementing it um and then the last class is a um a spear wielding class it's not dragoon that's the second stage of it i can't remember what the first one is called though it might just be a lancer i i think it is because that's the word that's appearing in my head right now thinking about it um in each of these classes you are able to level up uh, via skill tree and at the end of each of these skill trees is an extended version of the class so for the sword wielder one i think it's a, called a fighter class um the extension of that I think is battle master. Mm. Um, then for the the mage one, which I don't think that's what it what it the first level of it is called. But then the second uh, level out of yeah, it, I think the first one is spellcaster. Spellcaster, yes. Yeah, so the and second then, set of it is black mage. Black mage, I yep. Believe. And then so like you're said, not free swapping classes. You can. Um, oh. So you can have yeah. two equipped at a time. Okay. So right, you, the the classes are kind of tied to the weapons. 
Um, yes. And there, there is like text in the description of the classes that imply that there are different weapon types that will exist that will be tied to the same classes. So you have the sword fighter. Uh, you start with a great sword, but it kind of also implies that there are different types of swords you'll be able to equip. Yeah, um, cool. In that same class. Interesting. Uh, and yeah, you can have you can have two, um, basically two equipment sets, uh, simultaneous that you can sort of swap to on the fly. Uh, and it's not just weapons; it's also it's like the entire armor setup and and uh, like the skills that you have equipped that yeah. you use. Um, it all switches when you switch to the other class. Oh wow! Uh, and there is like a there is like a a mechanic, like um, it's sort of like an attack canceling mechanic, so that like in the middle of a, an attack you can hot swap to the other class and fire off a blast from that. I never quite got it down. Yeah, I but didn't it even seems try. Like it would be useful. Um, Combat's because re- there was pretty deep. There was a thing like that in Neo that you could do that was useful. Yeah. Um. So. I obviously come to this game from the perspective of having played a lot of Neo 1 and 2, um, the previous Team Ninja uh, Souls-like games. Um, and, like, I I talked about this when the trailer came out. Like, everyone was kind of ragging on how dumb this game looked and how dumb the characters sounded. But when I saw the gameplay, I was like, that I absolutely see the Team Ninja DNA in that. And playing it, I absolutely feel it. So... The combat for me, um, just like um, physically, was a lot of. It was very enjoyable for me to do. Um, some interesting variations, and some that because, like, obviously, I I wasn't expecting to for them to whole cloth bring the exact same combat system over. Though, I would have been very appreciative of that because it was extremely difficult. Um, when in the middle of battles, I would start hitting the buttons for, which corresponded to like the commands from, uh, to like the, so like I would press a button to attack that in Neo would make me attack, but in this one, there's something completely <laughs> different. So um, I was having a similar, that quite- I was having a similar problem, except I was coming right off the heels of seven remake integrade. So yeah, my mind was still thinking that about uh, about that control setup, and I. And so let me <laughs> let me air let me air a grievance here. Um, attacks on triggers suck. Neo, one and two, the attacks were face buttons, as they should be. And this one, the sword, they are trigger based. Oh god! And that's why I kept messing up. I don't understand why the industry as a whole is moving to this. It is. Like, it's counter to everything about video games leading up to now. Um, And it just... It does not feel good to do. And it doesn't feel like... It can't be the most responsive way to do things. I Um, don't feel that it is either. Um, The thing is, like, this... Again, like, haven't... I don't know how Souls-like Neo is, but... this Final Fantasy Origin... Or... Yeah, Souls-like it is. Uh, Final Fantasy Origins is very Souls-like, and I think that's where they got this control set up from, at least for the attack buttons, because even, even back in Dark Souls 1, your attacks are on the triggers, guarding all that stuff. Hmm. It doesn't make that's, it right. I don't know. It doesn't just make like, it right. It's not... But I see the line... It, it, 
Right. It doesn't feel comfortable to me no, to do that. Not um, one bit. Especially coming off of that game, which controlled so beautifully to me. Like it was, I, I, I felt like by the end, I felt so in command of what I was doing. Yeah. Um. Even though at times I would still just uh, have a gaff and just get completely <sighs> obliterated. And a thing that I was, a thing that I was fond to see came back uh, in this game. Uh, I don't know if this is endemic to Souls-like or it's just my personal experience where you fight a boss and you get, for the first time, real close to beating it, but die, and then immediately get the floor wiped. Uh, Like, you just get obliterated, like, the next ten tries. And it's like, I don't understand what I am doing different. I literally almost beat this guy, and now I can't even lay a hit on him. Yeah. Um, That was was, uh, kind of... It was frustrating, but... uh, uh, still at the same time kind of a a, a fond memory <laughs> um so yeah i think the game it's it's got some interesting mechanics so like the thing i guess its main thing is that you don't there isn't a a kind of what wh- a a sort of what's the word you aren't gathering souls uh in this um so there isn't a currency if you will that you collect from dead enemies which then leaves you if you die and which you also use to like upgrade yourself um instead when you defeat enemies you get i i think i forget what they called it but it's essentially uh like it's like mana and so you all of your skills use um these mp stacks um and you when you load into the map, like you only start out with two, and every time you die and reload, you have two. And defeating enemies, if you, like the enemies have a stun gauge, and if you knock it down, you can perform a finisher, uh, which is that thing where he turns them into red crystals and then smashes them with his head. <laughs> um, which, man, it's, if that is what is going to be throughout what I assume is going to be like a 40 hour game, it's going to be a lot to deal with. Yeah. Um, but when you do this, when you when you smash like that, you gain this kind of red essence, this mana that will increase your like mana gauge and allow you to do more attacks. And you also you lose it, however much you had stacked up when you die, and you get a portion of it back when you recollect your. Uh, it's again, it's not your soul, but it's just like the stuff that you left when you died. Um, and so it it kind of it. One of the things I uh, liked about Neo when you got to the end is it's it's more about being aggressive rather than kind of... Like, there is a, a sense that you well, you need to know what an enemy can do. Um, so you do need to, like, take your time and understand their patterns. Um, but once you know those things, you don't really have to... There, there aren't, like, specific openings that you have to wait for. You can, like, go in and start attacking the enemy whenever you want basically as long as you know what is coming and so i think that that is in here um um i'd like it's it's kind of hard to describe um but i think that this this ability is sort of trying to get you to be more aggressive and knocking down these kind of the the stamina gauges and getting these finishers yeah so you can then launch more powerful attacks at other people and of course, there's you know different magic types and um, enemies, or not just magic types, different like um, even 
enemies, monsters will have weaknesses to different weapon types too. Mm. Um, okay. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of different in ways that your character is interacting with the stats of other characters, which is interesting. Um, there's a there are two separate blocking mechanics, which is weird. Yeah. Um, One, so there's the regular block, yeah. which also has a parry. If you do, like perfectly time it, you'll parry it, you'll lose no stamina, and you'll have an opening to uh, attack. There's also a, it was called like Soul Shield or something. Um, and it's basically a block that uses your red goo magic. Um, and so you can block an attack with it. It also refills your uh, MP gauge. Or like builds your MP gauge, but it takes mo- it takes more. Um, I think it takes more stamina to do. Yes, um, you lose stamina. Like I, I think you could do. Yeah, no matter no matter what your timing is, you lose stamina yeah. on it. But you don't take damage. Uh, you don't take chip damage of yeah. any kind. Um, but also, some enemy attacks, especially if they're like projectiles. Like let's say uh, an enemy launches a fireball at you. If you soul shield this thing. Um, you get some fireballs. Yeah, that you, you collect then, that attack. Yes, which you can. So then there are use. There, like every when when every, when every character like they have a specific named attack, it appears above their head, and if it pops up in like purple, you know, okay, this is an attack that if I block it, I can steal it from them and use it against them. Um, and there's also if it's like highlighted red, you know, I have to get out of the way because I cannot, I can't block this right. at all. Yeah. Um, and of course the boss. Uh, chaos question mark he's got one that will just it just kills you in one hit which (laughs) is frustrating um yeah so it's it's an interesting game i like i enjoyed using the swords the the maces that you get for the spellcaster are also pretty fun it's weird that it's weird that like like four said the the spell system is sort of weird because each so each weapon type has a um, specific, like I think it's bound to the left trigger, like a unique attack for it. Um, so like the spear, you you pull up an aiming reticle and can throw it. Um, the great sword is like a spin attack, and with the the maces, it it opens up your, like you ch- begin charging magic, and you have uh, like a wheel yeah wheel for the selection. different elements, and you ca- and you choose which one. Um, notably, there is no difference in cost between like fire and faraga. It's just depending on on if you have enough time to charge it up. Yeah. Um but again it is it is tied to that like tied to that mana gauge. So you don't really always have access to it. So it's sort of strange and um and it's also you have to use it outside of like combo attacks. So like you have to deliberately be like, okay, I'm gonna sit back here and charge magic to attack with it. Um and the mace has like some you unlock combo finishers that are elemental. Um, but it's so it's, it feels sort of weird, um, and didn't really always feel as useful as just hitting them with the regular attacks. Um, so I like, like I said, I this hits a very specific spot for me, and I know that I'm gonna just I'm gonna really enjoy the gameplay. <laughs> yeah, um, it the plays stuff around really it, well. It doesn't look yeah. great though. Yeah, I was. Everyone was saying this looks like a PS2 game, and I was like, "What? That doesn't make sense." It, and then I loaded it. I was like, "Yeah, I kind of get that." It looks. It's. It, it's. It looks it's kind of ugly. Yeah, it looks exactly to me how my mind remembers the PS3 release of Demon Souls looking. Like the backgrounds are yeah. really, like, 
I don't even want to say like foggy or cloudy, but I can't think of any other way to describe them. Like they're not, they're not defined well. They're not sharp. They're not sharp. Yes. Um, and I would say that goes for most of the textures and just like the way this world looks. Uh, I think the character models though look fine. I, I think, uh, the boss at the end i think he looks super cool and like animations are good like enemies and like characters move well like nothing looks odd or janky in movement but visually like the art is not yeah not fun it leaves to look something at. to be desired yeah uh you certainly hope that they get it sharpened up work looking better it is coming uh, out and next running year. better yeah. So they got time. So like who knows who knows at what point in development like this demo was finished and where they are now. Um but yeah, it's 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 not a great looking game. I I also think like I have a to me it doesn't matter all that much as as has been evident on this podcast. I don't really care about like the super the graphics needing to be super 4K and and for like as David can attest, I played Destiny on a PS3 for forever. Yeah. <laughs> and while he claims there's a huge difference, in my mind, I still don't even remember it looking any different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> though I will admit, there's a big difference when it, when it moves to 60 FPS. And Yeah, it's uh, what made you not able to play ha- Destiny with me. <laughs> yes. Um, so, and, and there's enough, like, there's moments in the game where there's so much going on where the kind of fidelity and the how like clear the textures are it doesn't really matter because it's like i'm not i'm not looking i'm not paying attention at to that kind of stuff i'm i'm in a fight and trying to survive um but yeah i would like to see it looking uh, better and the characters i don't know i don't really know what to think i think they i think that the story will bear out why they act the way they do. Um, I, I think they might just be like children playing a game. Um, oh, Jumanji that, style why, makes like, so much sense. Yeah, and that's why Jack has just like this, like it's like I am going to kill chaos. It's very like, one just, track minded. Right. Um, that would be kind of neat. Like, this is, um, which is dumb. But so I don't and like it. yeah, it's it's weird. Like they're. They're charming in a kind of idiotic way. Yeah. Uh, the two, I don't know what the point of the two companion characters are. They don't, they don't really seem to do, do anything. anything. Like I, I think they do some damage in combat, or at least they distract enemies. Yeah. But they don't do anything to like assist the player. Like if you, if right. you lose all your health, you're down. You're dead. You're re, yes. you're restarting. Like. But and they you appear can... to have free heals yeah. that only affect them. Yeah, and you can uh, revive which is them. Annoying. It's like it's yes. almost like and there's at, at the cost of one of your potions, which is really annoying. Yes, it's almost like these characters are stand-ins for a potential like co-op mechanic. Except I know that they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I'm sure they will have their own stories and their connections to the main character. Um. 
what did you think about the final boss for us? I was about to say, we, we're running long. Yeah. I want to know if we kill Chaos. You kill Chaos, question mark. Yes, his okay. his name is literally Chaos Question Mark. Yeah, because uh, well, um, you you like you walk you walk into his throne room and there's this voiceover of this mysterious character who apparently told you about this guy Garland uh, he, from the past. He's the knight formerly like, oh, Garland known as Garland. Yeah, and he's like, I will become Chaos, and it's like, okay, uh, and so which means you got to kill him. His name is Chaos Question Mark. Yeah, yeah, which means you got to kill him. Um, yeah, so what, what do you think of this fight? Uh, I d- had a really tough time with it. I think I spent between two play sessions, I would say probably about two and a half to three hours fighting this guy because just for some reason, like, I got to the, so there are two phases to this fight. I got to the point where I was perfecting the first phase like not oh, getting yeah. hit at all. It was beautiful, <laughs> but for some reason the moment the second phase hit, I it's and it's not like his moves that changes too much. He gets like a few new moves. Like he gets a huge ice blade that usually has a 3-hit combo, which is pretty easy to dodge. Like he's very his animations are very well telegraphed to where you can dodge if you just don't get greedy with your attacks. And so I ended up using uh, the Lancer class for this, and I just ended up poking him a lot in between yeah. each of his attacks. And uh, yeah, he's really he's really big and menacing, and he's got these attacks which will like one shot you. Yeah. Um, Seth, could you tell so there was two phases? Definitely... <laughs> yes, you see, like he's got two like two distinct health bars. Yeah. Um, and the second phase really is the exact same stuff that you see in the fr- in the first phase, but I think there's so much more adrenaline, uh, and he like like it's the same attacks, but whereas once he would like lunge at you and strike once, and then you'd have an opening to kind of do damage to him. In the second phase, he'll lunge at you and strike once, and then another time, and then maybe another time. Yeah. Um. So and there's like there's still the same attacks, and it's just like it it kind of brings more into question. Um, and you just kind of have to, uh, so, but I think it's, it's, it becomes a lot more, more mental in the second one because again, it's, it's pretty much all the same stuff and all of the things can be blocked. Um, and it was, so is it, it was interesting. My sort of, uh, my, the way that my brain figured out, oh, this is the strategy here, uh, is just to basically go at him. Uh, like again, it's down. sort of right. I think you have this. You enter with this kind of mindset. It's like, okay, I need to dodge, 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 get off my damage. Um, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't need to do that. I'm just gonna run at this guy, start attacking him, use my shield that blocks all damage. Um, like you have to learn to time them correctly, but it also builds up your MP, which allows you to do more attacks to them. And then when that's done, I'll use the skill that I have, which completely restores my MP. Or restores my stamina gauge and also makes my attacks do more to his uh, to his stamina gauge. I keep forgetting about um, the Lifebringer mechanic. Right, <laughs> like it's it's this one you learn about it in the in the tutorial at the beginning, and it's like okay, this I don't really see how this is useful to me, but that's what it's useful for is restoring your stamina gauge. Yeah, like at the for, for the cost of one MP uh, stack, and so it's like well, there's no downside to using this. So that was just kind of what my strategy became. It's just attack, attack, attack. Uh, use that when when my um, thing went down, and then just keep 
keep wailing on him. I think the first when I I got it to a point where I could even I could get through his first phase without him even going to, into his fire sword mode, which he wraps his sword in fire and his attacks do more damage. It looks really mm. cool. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is a classic uh, but bad guy move. The the best part. So th- it was so weird. Um, I don't even remember. There's the first time you break his first stamina gauge. Of course, like you stomp on his sword and seem to break it in half, and then Jack literally heads headbutts this guy in a full set of armor and somehow hurts him. Um, but then, but there's this dialogue that happens between your car- your party, and between Garland Chaos. And like it's them coming to some realizations, like oh, he seems to be a person rather than than a video game character. Um, but I, the first time that happened, like I died immediately, and so I I I don't think I heard that entire conversation. I, and then they don't have it again. Yeah, I, every other time that you beat him, was like I don't, I want to hear what these words were, because I definitely did not get through this conversation, because I was getting blasted by this guy in his eyes. Yeah. That sounds enthralling. <laughs> this all sounds like a lot. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play this I, ever. I think you should at least try the demo. I can't. Oh, yeah. It's gone now, isn't it? It's gone forever. Ah. Yep. Are but you... it's okay because I've been playing Hollow Knight again. <laughs> so I've been playing my own Souls-like game. <laughs> Just, you know, different. I've been playing something more punishing to me personally than any Souls-like has ever been. Uh, I've been replaying Halo 5 with some friends because I don't want them to be alone uh, in it. Hmm. We we the, should... Uh, wh- what's the, that dude's name? The the one boss that you fight over and over? The, He's warden, the warden Eternal. That's I, all I say. I will be streaming all of the Halos between July 14th to 28th. Me and Chris Xco, X, He's vaguely still involved with the show occasionally he's gonna he wants to he has not played through four and five and so he wants to play through them all and so i'm gonna do it with him if you need a third i mean i don't know (laughs) if they do cross platform on oh you guys are doing pc yeah ah never mind it's also going to be my journey to learn how to play a first person shooter on mouse and keyboard (laughs) Gotta get uh, ready for Infinite, bro. Well, I'm gonna play that on my console, probably. I assume mm. we're gonna do it on Legendary. Uh, no, probably not. I I would recommend Heroic then. It's a good challenge, but on co-op, it's. Uh, Forrest, what difficulty did you play the Final Fantasy Origin demo on? Ooh, Ooh, that's a good question. That's a great question. I don't remember. I think I did normal. Mm. That's D- did you did you do part. hard? Seth yes, did did that's why you were getting one shot by Garland. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> he does not. Yeah, uh, he three shots you on normal. But honestly, Ooh. when you are when he's still attacking so fast and you're not keeping track of your stamina gauge, so you get stunned and you're just sitting there. Uh, he just wails on you and you die. So it's almost uh, getting stunned is like the most embarrassing thing. <laughs> it's like come on uh listen that's how i, I died literally just had to press i literally just had to press this button and i would and have, I would been, have fine been fine and i didn't do it yeah also sometimes uh healing myself would not register like it would start the animation i'd get hit it would use the potion but would not give me the health 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some jank to that je- to that demo. Yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying it, but I'm still excited. I'm excited for y'all to tell me all about this game when it comes out. Yeah, I'll do uh, it because I'm probably not going to play it. But you should play Neo, David. Yeah, that's what you should play because the attacks are on Get the, the face collection buttons. on PS5. You all tell me to do this, and I tried playing it. I'm the reason Seth played it, kind of. I played it before. I don't him. think that's true. I bought it the day it came out because mm. I thought it was going to be I'm... like Onimusha, and it wasn't. I don't think oh, I was I even that. aware of you ever playing it. We talked about it on this show. <laughs> I that cannot be true. I would bet. I'll I'll go back in the archives. <laughs> wow. Not now, but uh, all right. So did any we? We're kind of running long. Did anybody else have anything pressing they really wanted to talk about? No. No. Seth? Nope. Nope. All right. With that, we'll be right back after the break with the news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right, let's let's get through this news. I don't. There's some. There's a decent chunk of it, but. I don't know if a lot of it's going to have conversation around it. Uh, We'll see. Um, One thing that I'm excited about, there is this technical thing that, um, oh my God, I forgot the studio. Massive, like Ubisoft Massive did with IGN, where they showed off the technical aspects of Avatar, uh, the Frontiers of Pandora, which is the game coming out. And it's going to be a first-person game, and it's going to have flying in it, so you're going to be able to fly the creatures, and the world is going to be an open world, and it's going to be next-gen only. It looks absolutely stunning. Uh, I would I encourage you to go look for this technical thing that because they show a bunch of the cool stuff about what makes the game unique, and. Um, they they talk about how NPCs and some most of the plants have like pathing for uh, weather, time of day, and game progression. So at different points in the game, like plants are going to react differently uh, depending on situations in the the world overworld, which is really cool. Um, I listen. I'm not a huge. The movie was fine. It's not like something crazy awesome to me. But the the world at Disney is super immersive and crazy awesome to be in. And so if the game can recreate a little bit of that while looking as beautiful and being a fun game, I'm totally here for it. Uh, and hopefully it can make, I think it can make a more interesting story than James Cameron, I would bet. Uh, yeah. So um, I I'm interested to see what, what this game is going to be uh and i i'm excited about it i know that you two are you know kind of blah on it 
but I mean, I'm always down yeah. for a good game, or just even from just a technical standpoint, or being impressed by. You're always down things. for a bad one. You play a lot. Yeah, of I don't know. That's fair. <laughs> there was a time, there was a time where I was, I was, I would say I would, I would be down for a good game, but this is an Ubisoft game, so yeah, I think I just may not be down with this. Uh, just kind of at the outset. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, cause I, I mean, sorry, I, Ubisoft. I may be. The games are too big. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get through them these days for me. I mean, I get it. Trust me. They are massive. Um, Ubisoft massive. Ubisoft yeah. <laughs> massive. Uh, let's talk about a game we are all going to play. At least I hope. I really hope that Seth doesn't just, this doesn't land and Seth just bounces off completely, uh-huh. which is always possible. Uh, but Halo Infinite, um, the first multiplayer season is going to be focused on cosmetics and stuff around Halo Reach Beautiful. or Reach the the planet, uh, and that you era. love to see it. Absolutely. You absolutely love to I, see it. The entire time I was watching the E3 multiplayer reveal, I was like, "Man, this looks a lot like Reach." There was a lot of maps in there, especially in the fifteen minute multiplayer thing that you could watch yeah. later. There's one that looked like Valhalla. Um, it looks like they, Valhalla. It uh, mapped as like terrain wise, yeah. though. I, it's different right but it looks so much like it. yeah there's gonna i think they're gonna be bringing some of the old ones back oh absolutely and, you have to yeah. have a version of blood gulch which for halo 3 that was Valhalla. right um so they beaver creek beaver creek of course yeah did we did we discuss how the, the one with the big wheel <sighs> what's that one uh so in two oh it was God. zanzibar in yes. three it's last resort because yes, that was my favorite yes, yes. map for the longest time that's the that's the match i wonder if they will bring back the multiplayer maps that were just like parts of the levels in reach yeah i don't know that people like those i can't remember yeah i wasn't i don't know if people love those um but that zanzibar not last resort was the only match i ever got a or map i got a perfection on mm. as i was a snipey boy beautiful just sniped my way to a perfection uh, the other one... Oh, no, wait. I got two perfections. Because the second one was really cheap. But it was on Rat Race. And I was on the back of a warthog oh. that my buddy Ben was driving at the time. And we were screaming Switchfoot songs together. Uh, <laughs> while just driving the warthog in a circle around the map. And at the end of it, I was like, oh. Like, it showed me the perfection medal. Like, oh, I guess I did it. I guess I, we didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Halo multiplayer is great, uh, and they're going to have seasons now, like everything does. That because the multiplayer is going to be free to play, uh, regardless of if you have Game Pass or anything. Like you're just going to be able to download the Halo multiplayer and play it. Uh, Can't have a shooter without seasons, right? And I mean, I I understand the negativity idea behind that, but at least Halo's is very. Um, accessible in that when you pay for the season um usually like in apex or fortnite you have two to three months to get through all 100 levels and unlock the stuff and then it goes away forever and you don't get a chance to unlock it again until you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money to um get it in another event um yes (laughs) but not the same thing a reskin version right 
Uh, and so with this one, when you pay the like $10 or whatever it's going to be for the Halo Infinite season, you will have an unlimited amount of time to unlock the stuff. Uh, the, the pass just isn't isn't just going to go away on you, um, which is nice. So like I sorry, Kylo Ren can't kill this past. <laughs> is that, yeah. Is this still a relevant quote? I, I, relevant reference? I, uh, sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll why not? It. Yeah. Uh, so Halo Infinite, the passes will Very be kind. infinite. That's bad. Honestly, pretty. Pretty cool. I think we could workshop that um, timeline, David. I don't know, like, what, how they would entice me and and further season passes. How, like, the reach stuff right off the bat is like, okay, yeah, I want this. Uh, beyond that, it's like uh, I don't know. I don't know what they could do, but I do like the fact that I can just buy it and then just be able to unlock that stuff whenever I want, as opposed to Apex where I bought the season nine pass at the beginning of the season and i played like five matches <laughs> so far. yeah we have played like none. Uh, yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's fine <sighs> you know it's it's how it goes yeah i just love to see halo making good moves again yeah it's nice very excited love it yep um and honestly if the game if the game is good or if the, the multiplayer is fun to play then uh even like they won't they wouldn't really even need the season pass stuff so yeah um yeah hopefully it's good i still want to know i know they're probably not i still want to know if they're bringing back that huge mode from 5 the one thing that i liked about it you like warzone yeah, it's I'm, so fun. I don't. I can't be on the show anymore. Warzone that's, was fun. That is the worst game mode I've ever played. It is and fire, horribly like when balanced. they when they switched it to also be firefight was. Also I will. Awesome. I won't firefight argue that good. it's hor- that it is a hundred percent horribly balanced. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't mean I don't have fun while I'm. I didn't have fun while I played. I, I did thought, not. I thought I the game angry. mode. I thought the one mode in Reach was better, where like Invasion? some of the yeah some of the people were uh, elites and yeah. Some of them were yeah, that was a good Invasion is superior. Yeah. Reach is superior in general. Yeah. <laughs> Halo 5 had okay multiplayer, and I'll stand by that. The base multiplayer is fine. Warzone is one of the worst game modes I've ever played. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that the changes that they made to make it more Call of Duty-like kind of lowered the skill ceiling, and I think that Warzone then is a more appropriate uh, venue for uh, less. Uh, what's the word? Like less. Uh, um, gosh, what's the word? Mo- less. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> less precise gameplay. Ugh. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I'm I'm really excited for what's going to happen. And, um, you know, Halo. Yeah. It's it's coming this year, maybe. I've we'll got see. my hopes. Man, how mad are you going to be? How mad are you going to be when those uh, cards from Warzone are things in the season pass? That's so th- they've said that that's not going to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, I'll be really mad if that's a thing. Extremely. <laughs> um, 
Kazooie car for a one-time unlock <laughs> of a weapon for one match for one Are game mode that you paid for this. <laughs> Kazuya. Yeah, is I mean here. that was that was definitely a uh, problematic system. Yes, but I thought the mode was fun. It was a stupid system. It was chaotic. Stupid system for a stupid mode. <laughs> and I guess in that sense, I shouldn't like it because I have to kill chaos. So <laughs> maybe it shouldn't come back. All right, Jack. We're we're gonna talk about Kazuya now. I guess none of us have played it. Him, <laughs> nope. But he's here. I I turned off the presentation once Sakurai started talking about the different uh, manual button inputs you could do. I'm like, okay. Yep. I also. Yeah, I'm over this. Uh, it was it was neat when Ryu did it, uh, and I thought it was still fun with Terry. Uh, but the extent to which this character appears to just be a straight up fighting game character is like, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah, I don't care. I wish I cared. Uh, I don't though. But he did confirm that then the upcoming character. It will come out this year, and it will be the final DLC character. Yeah. Because the man needs to rest. He's completed his life's work. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Can't really complain. It was a a really touching moment when he's like, you know, it's been been over 10 years since Smash for the Wii U was in development. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, this is, he said he feels like this is life's work, and... uh, who knows where Smash goes from here? Uh, that's a whole nother Topic, conversation. Yeah. Um, but I think it will be many years hence until we see a new Smash game. And it will certainly be under the hands of a new director. Um, hopefully it's someone who like has grown up playing Sakurai Smash games. S- like I understand what this game is and so what i want it to be and what fa- and what people want it to be that's actually a conversation i was having with one of my friends the other day is that especially in the japanese side of the game industry you have a lot of these bigger directors that are like some of them are training up protégés basically for other series for them to take over like uh hideaki itsuno at capcom has matt walker for devil may cry like itsuno is not going to be on that franchise probably past six matt walker will be continuing that um i that's like the big one off the top of my head but like there are a lot of developers that train up somebody else to take over for them it's weird to me that with something as long lasting or at least has as much staying power as smash does that the future of it is so uncertain especially because we don't really know anyone else on the dev team who could take Sakurai's place as the lead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's because I don't imagine there are plans to make a new one at this time. I mean, at this time um, for sure, but in the future like it's going to happen. It's one of their most popular Yeah, for sure. series. Yeah, but I still think we're probably like 5 Oh, for sure. plus years out from what will be the Switch's successor. So, like, that, and, this game is going to stick around. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also the thing with Nintendo is that they are... They're super protective of IP, and they often don't, like, don't see the merit in, like, iterating just for the sake of iteration. Like, 
if you if you're gonna come to the table and say, hey, I have this idea for this game um, that you hold the IP to, it's got to bring something new to the table. Um, and so I think it'll be tough for in in the near future for someone to someone else to find that thing, be like and and say, hey, this is my idea. This is what what, what I want to build Smash around. Um, so yeah, I think it. Once this is over, it'll be a long while until the next Smash game. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, until then, we do have one more character. And we also have uh, Forest's Tears to get us by. Dante's in Smash, baby. Yeah. It's a yes. me fighter costume. Yeah. But he's here. They can finally slap that sticker on the box. It, man, it's I was featuring Dante. I was getting real. <laughs> I was low key getting upset during the presentation during this part because Sakurai was like, "These are all characters that people have been really asking for. Here they are as me fighters." <laughs> Listen, and we're I'm gonna like, uh... we're gonna get to live through it with Sora next character. Like I with wonder Sora's, to the uh, extent me fighter. Yeah, I wonder to the extent which he is aware that. These characters being announced as me fighters makes people upset. Yeah. <laughs> because they always act like, oh, now you can be excited that you can play as your favorite character. And it's like, no, I can't. But, but I'm not playing as them. I'm just you cosplaying. just made it so I couldn't play as him. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, <laughs> I'm playing a character cosplaying as them that doesn't have a moveset remotely similar. And they don't look as cool because me's have stupid round faces. And yep. big bobbleheads. It's really a shame that Mies became the... Like, I think Mies were great, uh, but I kind of wish they would have uh, gone their merry way. Yeah. Uh, they stuck around. Know. Stuck Ex- around. Outside of uh, Street Pass, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Bring bring that back, and I will be all... I'll be like, give me the Mies. I'll gobble them up. It'd get me taking my Switch around everywhere again. <laughs> For sure. Um... Also, we get the Dovahkiin, a.k.a. the Dragonborn from Skyrim, uh, Shantae, and Lloyd from the Tales of series. Uh, Tales of Symphonia. Ah, Symphonia. And Shantae from Shantae. I thought it was dumb that they had Dante and Shantae, and then they didn't have two other characters which with names that also rhymed. Yeah. Who would you have? I can't think of them, but <laughs> I'm sure they exist. Yeah, there's there's definitely. You know, Statistically know. speaking, yeah. So so for the sake of small co- small talk here, uh, how are you doing? Well, uh, what's the weather like? Do you Horrible. think at least I don't want to talk about who the next fighter will be, but will it be a first or a third party character? That's a really good question. Mm. That is a good question, and I don't. I have been wholly unenthused by this fighter pack too. Oh my god! Um, yeah, and while it's all of the just all of the characters have been surprises, they haven't really been like mind blowing things. Or and like, so I, I, like I, I really have no characters. idea what to expect. Yeah, I mean Sephiroth was cool in the moment, but even in hindsight, it's like really that's the choice that they made out of all the square characters. But you know. We've no no reason to relitigate that. Yeah. So I, I really don't know. I could imagine it being either way. I, th- um, I think they'll go out on a first party. Yeah, I think that would make the most sense. Yeah. Because there's not really any 
third party character that I mean there are third party characters that make sense but there aren't I don't think that I would immediately say yeah that's one they'll do master so hand I would say yeah yeah <laughs> master chief no <laughs> finally it. let the players play as master hand <laughs> that would be dope yeah it would bookend the whole I mean, you, series you do get to you do finally get to play as him in, in the story mode, and that was a really cool moment. Mm. Mm. No, it's either going to be Master Chief or <laughs> a first-party character. I'll probably Master be Hand a, technically is a, a first-party character. character. <laughs> I swear to God, Bandana Seth. Bandana Waddle <laughs> I swear to God, Seth, if it is Bandana Waddle D, <laughs> Neil Druckmann... <laughs> Better look out. <laughs> it's, it was, I will. I'll have some feelings. I'll take the leader of the Squeak Squad from Kirby. <laughs> um. Yeah. Gosh. Interesting. <sighs> All right. Uh, Sony. I hope the last DLC character is a remake of Kid Icarus Uprising. Oh God. Even oh, better, a sequel. Yeah, I wish. I wish. Um, I mean, he's going to have time on his hands, even though he claimed he would never do it. Now's the time, <laughs> yeah. Sakurai. You've got the time. Or else we're coming for you, Neil Druckmann. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <sighs> Sony has purchased Housemark, which is, or is, is the creators of Returnal. Um, also, Sony Japan leaked that maybe Sony is in the works to buy Bluepoint also. Getting because that MGS1 remake. At the same time, uh, Sony Japan tweeted the very same graphic of Sony's purchase of Housemark, both the Blue Point logo, <laughs> and then deleted it very quickly. Hmm. So, uh, you know, that's interesting. But good for Sony. Um, looks like they're starting to buy up some studios. To, pulling a microsoft yeah they gotta bolster the bolster their defenses i guess um that's good for them hopefully they let housemark make some of the games that they want to be making which is like top-down shooters and stuff because uh, i know that there's like interviews out there where housemark liked Returnal and stuff, and they—it's not that they didn't like making it, but it seems like their passion is that top-down style of game, like the yeah. bullet hell stuff. Yep. Um, Ghost of Tsushima director's cut has been rated, uh, so that's usually a good sign that something like that is coming for the PS5, and the name Ghost of Ikshima has been copyrighted, and the like the. There's been some leaks that said that's going to be a standalone style game coming out this year. Um, good for Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I will not play it again on PS5. Uh, Seth, did you play this game? No. No? Uh, you should, maybe. You might like it. I'm going to play it. Yeah. Maybe. Um, play it for the PS5. And I might play Ghost of Ikshima. We'll see. I don't know. That game had its moments for me. And then it petered off real quick. Um, Castlevania Advanced Collection was raided in Korea and another couple of countries that I can't remember right now. 
but please inject that into my veins. So cool. Give me those games. Do you replayable? I don't think they would do it, but it'd be nice if they included the DS games in there because those are from the same director. Yeah, like but that. I I don't think they're gonna. We don't have two screens. They don't have two screens. B- both of the DS the yes, one? both of the oh. both of the DS games relied very heavily on drawing spells and stuff for puzzles and for enemy interactions. Mm. There was a lot of drawing in those games that you would not be able to do on I understand drawing in games on the DS an underrated uh gameplay. Uh, yes, Dr- I always enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, there was a dope full metal alchemist game where you drew the transmutation circles? Yes, oh. it was awesome. <laughs> Why did I never play licensed video games? Yeah, you that idiot. Great. <laughs> Most of them are bad. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah. Uh, All of the Harry Potter games on the DS were fire. I played a bunch of Naruto games, that, and that's about it. See, you played the wrong ones. I, nah, those were good games. Um. So yeah, Castlevania Advance. Give me that. Yes, very cool. Um, My favorite thing was to draw was circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we know i i'm pretty sure that if you pull out your ds's from back then they have circle burns in them for you playing that Pokemon. absolutely yep. <laughs> um all right so elder scrolls 6 todd howard said like a small interview that it's still in the design phase uh dang <laughs> that's sad uh Look, this was obvious when they first released the teaser. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. "We're telling you that it's coming, but this game has not even started development." Yeah, they haven't even finished Starfield, so, uh, yeah, it's not surprising that this game is nowhere close to being ready to be shown. Yeah, it's gonna be probably like twenty twenty eight, but you know, yeah. it'll be worth the wait. Oh wait, it's twenty twenty one. I just hope it's in Valenwood. Um, is Valenwood the one with the moving trees? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it would be so cool. Hello. That would be cool. Um, we're getting another four-person PVE game with control. They're doing a control multiplayer game with four-person PVE because Left 4 Dead cannot. Uh, for some reason, now is the time for Left 4 Dead clones. Uh, instead of you eight know, years ago eight years ago when left for dead was super popular <laughs> yeah um, the technology just wasn't there it <laughs> oh, truly wasn't i guess it truly wasn't at least not outside of the source i mean engine. i i understand i understand the trepidation but i think the like one of the the coolest things of control is like the idea of being part of this team and going out to where these uh altered world events are yeah and, like uh, like everything in Control happened in the oldest house, which was awesome. But if this game is like you're in a squad going out into the country where these weird events are happening, then I'm I'm down for it. Yeah, that could be fun. I don't know how how well the shooting mechanics will translate, but they did say in their like statement about it that like they know that they have to they're gonna have to rework the mechanics and stuff and and the game to make it fit within the confines of of this genre um but i believe they could do it and oh, yeah. I'm, i'll be excited for it 
And they also announced that there's another control game coming with a bigger budget down the line. And that's also great. And we also know that, well, we don't know, but it's been rumored there's an Alan Wake remaster coming and an Alan Wake 2. And so, like, I don't know, just give it, give it all to me. We're thriving. We're thriving here in 2021 uh, with our, uh, f- God, is it 505? That's it, right? No, it's not. Remedy. Remedy. There yes. we go. With our Remedy content. I don't know where 505 came from. I feel like that's something. Um, Konami. Maybe you're thinking of Mr. 305. Ooh. Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, I need one of these games to have a, uh, you know, one of those remixes Pitbull that he loves mode. to do, where he takes a classic song and uh, turns it into a Pitbull song. Yeah. Like Africa and Aquaman. We need more of that in these video games. That's the altered world event you're fighting. It's Pitbull. It's Pitbull. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He's the uh, ultimate final boss of Control He's Mr. Two. Worldwide. Yeah. He is Mr. You worldwide. Know? Oh, God. <laughs> it's the perfect name Al- for... Altered Worldwide that. Event. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's uh, how he became a star. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, Konami announced a partnership with Bloober Team, which is the team that made Blair Witch and The Medium. Uh, and apparently everyone saw this and was like, oh, that means a Silent Hill game is coming. Um, who knows? Uh, Seth, as someone who played the medium, do you trust... And famously did not play Blair Witch. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that Bloober would make a good Silent Hill game? Possibly. Yeah. Uh, well, I never played any of the Silent Hill games, so I don't know how much like combat was involved with them. Oh, at so all. I played the most uh, out of anyone were, like... here with Silent Hill. <laughs> I played um, two hours of Silent but... Hill too. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the medium was a cool uh, little like horror experience, and I imagine this team would uh, be pretty good at it. Although there was definitely some uh, objectionable content in the medium. Um, yeah, that that's. I still don't think was uh, necessary. Uh, so hopefully they can cut that crap out of there. That's a lot of what I've seen on Twitter is, I think gameplay wise, they might be able to do it, but, uh, they need editors basically. Yeah. Uh, um, we can end on this note, the final fantasy one through six pixel remasters. They are on steam now. Uh, some of them don't have release dates. Uh, the font is bad. It's so Very narrow bad. and like condensed together. It's real bad. It's it strains it, my eyes to look at it. Like it. It looks like text, it was optimized for mobile. I, That's what it was. Yeah, the text boxes are so huge, but, it's but this somehow, font is so. It's somehow worse looking than the mobile <sighs> ports, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think like the pixel yeah, reworks looks fine. I love the tweet replies but, to this these mm. with people that like make fonts and they're like, I'll sell you this for fifty dollars. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Literally anything, yeah. Square Enix. <laughs> um and there's seventy five dollars for all six games and you're gonna make them look like this? Yeah. You're going to have the font. You're going to make it impossible to read. Dude, the opera scene from Final Fantasy VI is going to be stupid if this is the font in it. It's going to lose all emotional weight. 
I, you know, I have fond memories yep. of playing through Final Fantasy One on the Game Boy Advance, and uh, I I was like kind of looking forward to playing through Final Fantasy One again with this pixel remaster. I was even willing to buy it yeah. on on PC, and now I'm no, you no, thank you. You'll be doing so much reading, but it'll suck. No, I I won't do it. I'd rather not read. The difference between these and the remakes or the ports for uh, Game Boy Advance is that the Game Boy Advance ports were Nintendo products. And that was back when they were like, yeah, there's there's a, there's a bit of a standard here. Really? Those were Nintendo products? Well, I don't... I mean, it was... I think they were involved. Oh, like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not saying that Nintendo developed them. Um, right. But the original, I mean, like, the originals were on Nintendo, and the remakes, the, the ports were Nintendo, and so it's like, yeah, th- we're not just going to let you kind of ha- put put the minimum effort into this. Yeah, it's definitely a bummer, and I, I, I don't even really like the pixel art in it. Something isn't right about it. If well, yeah, all the pixel art is different. Like, it's all remade. I've seen stuff that, because, like, um, like I read a whole article on uh, Waypoint about it. Like, the way that original, like, these games were designed to work on CR- CRT TVs, like, knowing the limitations. And so these pixel remasters are kind of trying to, like, you can't directly... Like, you can't take the same... Sp- you can, but you can't take the same sprites from those games and put them onto an HD screen and be like, this is the same. Because, again, those sprites were not designed for this for a screen that looks like this. So you're not seeing what the product was intended to look like. And so I've seen some argument that the r- these redesigns of the characters are sort of with the intent to bring them back more to what they like what they were supposed to look like rather than what they actually look like on this kind of a screen but i agree i think they could have just ported the sprite straight from the nes and super nintendo and they would have looked better than what they've given us yeah it's it's kind of a bummer especially since they're going to charge a lot for this they've taken other remakes off of the app store or like renamed them and well look if you got uh, a computer or even an android the uh, the option is always there just to emulate these yeah it's free it'll look better it'll play better yeah that's true do it yeah emulate it uh was there any news this week that i missed y'all anything nothing on the top of my head the the bluebird yeah, team thing was of. the one thing that was sticking in my mind but we got that so we're all good sick um once again we appreciate you every week thank you for letting us have a week off uh hopefully you don't hate us for it and if you do i mean what can we do come we join do our discord and tell us how much you jo- hate us join our discord and tell us how mad you are do it you won't uh <laughs> You know, it would be fun if someone did that. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you listening, and um, 
God, I don't even. Am I the only one out of us playing Mario Golf? Seth, are you playing Mario Golf? It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. I have it, but I haven't started it. I don't have it, and I won't start it because of that. Okay. Uh, Because of me? I'm sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's all because it's Seth. Maybe by next week, some of us will play this Kazuya. I doubt it. Uh, But, you know, who knows? I could probably finagle it. Yeah. All right. We appreciate everyone, and we will talk at you next week. Goodbye. Bye, Monsties. See ya.